if you if you're not doing it consistently every day it's not going to have it's not going to work you know you can portion size and for some people that's what works for them because the macro counting can mentally tear you apart if you don't know yourself and you don't know how to balance that you know in your life All right, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to the Verity Podcast. And today's guest, we have Sophie Baxter on the show. And I'm alongside my co-host here, Coach Monroe Miller. Uh, Sophie, what's going on? What's up? You ready for the show? Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, how <laughs> nervous are you on a scale of 1 to 10 to be on your first like 20. talk show here? <laughs> 20. Okay, well, we're yeah, going to settle yeah. that down just in a little bit. Uh, Monroe, how are you? I'm doing really well. What, what is new with you? What's new with the gym? Uh, what's new with me? You know, kind of same stuff we talked about last week, just working on having fun with fitness, um, trying to not take it too seriously, but also take it seriously enough for me be, to be able to make a difference. For, for, for team stuff. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. team for, stuff. Team stuff is awesome. It's like the highlight of my week. What do, you, uh, what do you think about when you're just trying to have fun within a workout? Do you ever worry about stuff or you're like, hey, I need to be patting this workout or I need to go toe-to-toe with Charlie? Do I need to hang onto the barbell? What goes through your head? So... Uh, so some days I'm like trying to gun it and I'm like, I'm just going to go as hard as I can to try and, you know, take the top spot or whatever. Yeah. And there's days when I don't really feel like it. And on those days it's, I like to, it's not like I'm not trying to push myself, but I just push myself to move really well and to breathe really well and to stay really calm. So like, I still try and push myself, but it's pushing myself to be really chill and really like moving really well and not push myself to go faster yeah yeah okay i like that that makes total sense uh well sophie let's go back over to you here how, how did you two meet um actually kenta kenta actually you don't know this but i came to um was it festivus mm-hmm. you had i think verity was different at that point and you had like super long hair yeah very long <laughs> dude the I sick flow you were, i think you were running like the show of uh-huh. festivus um but yeah that's where that was one of my first or second CrossFit competitions mm-hmm. before I did Olympic weightlifting. So, but then yeah, I met you through. Yeah. All right. If we get a thousand downloads on this show, Monroe Miller will bring back the flow and the long <laughs> hair and everything like that guy guys. So go ahead and, and show that and go from there. Okay. So, uh, so you, you came to Festivus, you met, did you meet Kenta first? Did you meet Monroe first? I met Kenta first. Technically. Cool. Yes. And how did that, how did that relationship develop? Then how did you two get acquainted? So I met Kenta, he was at another gym and he was the Olympic weightlifting coach there. And I had been doing CrossFit for three years. Um, but I really didn't have any strength. So I was conditioned and I just wasn't getting stronger and not, I wasn't really putting in the work to get stronger, <laughs> but so I took his, um, class and after that, I fell in love with Olympic weightlifting, and I've never looked back. Man, that makes that yeah. makes two of you. I'm still actively, well, <laughs> I'm still working on that relationship. Actively or not, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. So I love Olympic weightlifting, but I hate training Olympic weightlifting. It's so what, long. <laughs> it's long and it's boring because it's the same two things. Well. So how do you like, and that was my thing, like when Kenta told me, you know, because Kenta and I met and he was doing CrossFit, and then he kind of went into the weightlifting side of things like full bore um and i'm like dude that's a lonely sport like that's a boring lonely place to be doing snatches and clean jerks every day so and i'm super impressed 
that he can do it and mm-hmm. that other people like you can do it. So like what do you what do you think about when you're just like uh, I gotta I don't do know. more I mean, snatches and cleaning jerks? Like I'm naturally an introvert, so I can go and work out by myself and it'd be fine. I mean sometimes it gets lonely, like you need that motivation of others to like sa- that's why Saturdays are my favorite time to work out, is because there's other people there. Mm-hmm. But during the week I can just go in, I can listen to my music. It can kind of just zone out and do what I need to do. I, I think there's something longer. like very therapeutic <laughs> about working out by yourself. Yeah. I, I find it just a really good place to like think, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I don't know if that sounds strange to you or not, but no, yeah, in between, uh, like, I like both. I like both as well. Yeah. Well, cool. So you guys met that way. Um, Sophie, talk to us a little bit about your story with, uh, with nutrition. How did you come to uh, be a coach in there? Uh, what was your story into kind of getting into that? You know, for me back in the day, it was interesting. I was a, I was a really lean guy. My whole, like, like super skinny. Like my whole life I was a runner. I was probably like 140 pounds, pretty much like all throughout college. And I was, you know, six foot one. So I was just bean pole. And so I, I wanted to put on a ton of weight and then I managed that after kind of several years, but then I kind of looked at myself and I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not very defined. And then from there that led into a whole other circumstance. So what's your story in that regard? And how did you, how did you come to be a nutrition coach? Um, so I grew up definitely not really caring about what I put into my body or anything like that. And it wasn't until I started working out that I really cared about what I looked like and all those kinds of things. And then it was the phase of just do anything you can to be skinny. You know, I mean, I think any girl has probably gone through that phase. And I was never worried about bulking, but I didn't understand what it meant to be strong and to lift heavy weights and not to look, you don't look like a dude, you know, when you're lifting weights. <laughs> I don't look like a dude and I lift heavy weights all the time. I saw a meme, it was maybe a month ago or so, just scrolling on Facebook where it said, it was like, you know, uh, lifting, lifting heavy weights will, will make you lean and strong it's for mm-hmm. a woman will make you lean and strong. And then it's, and then like on the bottom, it was like, you know, girl goes into the gym and she's like, lifting heavy will make me look like a man. And yeah. um, obviously I'm not a girl, but uh, you know, with the clients that I've worked with in the past, uh, that's been a big concern of theirs is that they're going to come in, you know, do a pull up and then all of a sudden, you know, they're going to pack on, I don't know, 20 pounds of muscle or something yeah. like that. And it just doesn't happen like that. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And so I kind of went through those phases of, you know, dieting. It wasn't really dieting. I don't, I didn't really know what I was doing. And yeah, like, like where, where'd you start? Like for me, um, I like I was a runner, right? So I used to think that like, you know, pasta and like bagels was like a good, like that was mm-hmm. healthy. Like somehow, some way, cause I'm like, all right, loaded up on carbs, which from an energy standpoint sort of made sense, uh, but still wasn't the best uh, decision. Yeah. Where'd you start for that? So I was never afraid of carbs, but I went through that phase of like no, the no bread thing. Um, oh, but I, I eventually bread. got a nutrition coach. Well, I joined a nutrition challenge at the gym I was at and they basically taught me the most simplest form of nutrition like eat your protein your veggies your fruits your carbs that kind of thing and it was so simple like I didn't know where to start with any of that and they didn't make it complicated I didn't have to look at all the micronutrients of everything because that wasn't what was going to help me get to where I wanted to be Um, so I did the nutrition challenge and started with a nutrition coach and that's when I started counting macros and when I started transitioning into that Olympic weightlifting phase is when I changed my mindset to wanting to get strong 
and not wanting to worry about how much weight I was losing, what I was looking like, even though you still want to look good, I cared more about how am I feeling, you know? I wanna feel good when I go to work and when I lift. I don't wanna feel like I'm starving myself, you know, when trying to work out. And yeah. I think that's a big component, both for, for men and women. I don't think it gets talked about a lot uh, on, the, on the men's side, you know, because we're all bravado and we don't have feelings, which isn't true at all. <laughs> you know, but even I deal with that from time to time where I'm like, man, I would love to see, you know, a little bit less uh, body fat, uh, you know, just maybe in like the abdominal region or something like that. And I don't like I don't look bad at all as far as that goes. But I really love that when you're basing that upon like how you're feeling instead of necessarily how you're looking and everything yeah. like that, because that's really more important down the road. Uh, Monroe, thoughts on that, man? Um, I totally agree. I noticed that you specifically said I started counting macros. Yeah. Do you still do that? What What is, and I hear that from people like all the time. And, you know, when I work with people in nutrition, you know, they love to say, oh, well, I've been trying, you know, hey, did you track your food? Like, oh, yeah, you know, I track my macros. And they'll, they'll pull up like last Thursday, which was like the <laughs> perfect day that they did everything right. And they're yeah. like, See, I track my food and nothing's like it's still not working. And then I like flip through two days and there's nothing else tracked. Yeah. So like when you say, "Oh yeah, I started tracking my macros," like what does that look like? Were you putting, were you weighing and measuring your food? Were you just like eyeballing it? Were you portion size? Like so, when I first started, I was actually doing the portion size measurement. I was doing, you know, everything by my hand. And then when I wanted to get more specific with my weight loss or my strength goals, is when I started counting. And it was very strict, and my nutrition coach was very strict on me, which for me, I needed. I couldn't have somebody that was, you know, oh, you missed a day. It's okay. Yeah, you know? and when you, when you say strict, you just mean that, uh, you, you know, your coach didn't allow you to, I don't know, not miss a day, or was that with the food that you were putting into your she, body, or was it everything in that in She that didn't, like, sugarcoat, you know, that it's okay. Um, if I, you know, missed more than a couple days, or I was only tracking you know so much and then eating whatever I wanted the rest of the day she was very honest about you know macro counting is for a very um like I guess you could say linear I don't know linear progress if you if you're not doing it consistently every day it's not going to have it's not going to work you know you can portion size and for some people that's what works for them because the macro counting can mentally tear you apart if you don't know yourself and you don't know how to balance that you know in your life for me I have to allow myself to fit in things that I want especially on the weekends or at night so that I'm not you know being so overly strict that I restrict myself of everything in life because you have to enjoy yourself at some point. You know? I, I agree with that. There's a great line in the matrix. This is like one of my favorite <laughs> movies, but um, they're all like, they, he's just came out of, have you seen the matrix? Yeah. Long time ago. Okay. They're all like sitting down at the, the table. He's like just come out of the, out of the matrix into the real world. And like, he serves him like this, this like bowl of porridge that like comes out of the little it was thing. Like, it was like goop. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, Protein, vitamins, amino acids, everything the body needs. And he's like, it doesn't have everything the body needs. And I think that's super important. It's like, you know, like the, if you make food just about numbers and and like, this is my diet, I'm a robot, like, you turn into that, you know? And I think that having ice cream and like being able to have cake at your kid's birthday party, like. Memories over macros sometimes. 
like you that. should you should coin that term <laughs> oh, and maybe yeah, make that a bi- business yeah. slogan or something yeah. like that there Sophie that's really good do you still use macros uh, for yourself or your clients I do actually right now I am specifically only doing protein because of my like only tracking protein, only tracking protein. I, I've done that before yeah. too interesting why yeah my so my job is very I work with kids preschoolers and they're nuts all day long bless and, you for that and <laughs> thank you I'm running around all day long I work out in the morning I take my dog out for lots of exercise so a lot of the times the carbs I need to base off of how I'm feeling that day and some days I need more and I've learned to intuitively listen to my body and but if I want to keep getting stronger I can't do that with protein mm-hmm. so I keep my protein the same I gotcha yeah. how do you uh, calculate protein for an individual I um, for like or, or for yourself let's do that yeah so I do about um, I weigh 130 I do about 20 grams more than my body weight okay and that has gotten me strong AF yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's a lot of that's a lot of protein yeah. uh, very cool mineral were you gonna say something there no, that's, that's very good. I didn't yeah. expect her to say that. Yeah, and it's uh, like lean, it's leaner protein. I'm not having like you know brisket every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so, brisket's good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I like what you said um, a little bit ago about like how you know tracking macros for certain people can be like really beneficial, mm-hmm. but like it can be very mentally can beat you up after yeah. a while. Um, so you working with the clients that you work with how do you I guess determine what is appropriate for 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 that person when they're starting what is the process I guess for you to sort through how they should be changing this you know like I saw somebody on Facebook and they were like telling telling a client that all that you need to do to lose weight is to create a calorie deficit is like the dumbest thing ever and you need to tell them how to do it and blah, blah, blah. and I was just like yeah but like it is kind of just about creating a calorie deficit but it's like deeper than that so like how do you decide whether someone's gonna my fitness pal and weigh and measure the mm-hmm. whole thing or whether they're gonna do hands or so sometimes I can tell just by meeting with the person in the beginning whether or not that is gonna be what they should do in the beginning um, a lot of times I've noticed with friends or with clients that doing the portion size method is a good stepping stone into macros. And it's learning the, the fundamentals of nutrition. And when you get into that good routine, you are in a better mindset to start counting macros and you're in a better part of your nutrition journey. Some people, that is what they need. They need that... Um, accountability and tracking is what does that for them so it very it varies on each person yeah how did you so you did all this stuff for yourself how did you transition into actually coaching people for this stuff so i got my i don't even remember how long ago i got my certification it's been less than a year um but yeah i did precision nutrition yeah actually kento was the one i wanted to do it and (laughs) I just wasn't sure that that was the route I wanted to do, but I loved learning all about nutrition and he pushed me into doing that. So thank you, Kento. You know, shout out. He's he's a solid dude. That's great. Uh, So how did you two uh, come together to to figure out to to work with one another and what's that going to look like? 
So um, we haven't finalized what we're going to do, but he does want me to start helping him, you know, get get fit, <laughs> get ready for, was it Wadapalooza, whatever the team yeah. thing that he's doing. Yeah. So is she working with you directly or is she just working with people at Verity? Oh, I work with uh, people outside of Verity and in Verity. Yeah, so my question oh, was like, like coming, you, uh, yeah, coming, coming <laughs> oh, to Verity here, right? Oh, wow. So, so yeah, I was in another yeah, world. That's, that, that's totally okay. <laughs> yeah. So no, my question was uh, regarding to you and you and Monroe. How did you two come together yeah, to work with one you. another? Yeah, so, so sorry about that. Um, yeah. So I mean, like I've been doing nutrition coaching um, for a while, and I just got to the point where there was a lot of interest, and I am a little. I don't want to not. I don't want to be able to not give people the attention that they need. How much bandwidth do you have, dude? Because like you're doing a little bit of everything. Yeah. We've had some coaching transitions here, yeah. and there's only. I wish, I wish we could just hit a button where it's like, okay, today I need a 40-hour day. You know, because I I need so many of those, but you've only got 24 hours in a day, man. And your head honcho here, you do a lot of the coaching. You're doing a lot of the one-on-one stuff. You have to do BD. So you, you gotta you gotta be able to manage that somehow, right? Yeah, and so I basically, you know, I don't I don't ever want to stop coaching. I'm not, you know, it's not that. It's more, I just felt like I was doing a disservice to the furthering of the overall nutrition program in the gym by me trying to be the head honcho for everything. It's the same thing with social media. It's the same thing with programming. Like, you know, like Kenta does programming. I want him to do it. I, you know, and like we talk about it here and there, but like today, you know, he was asking me a question. I'm like, dude, I trust you. Like, this is why I'm paying yeah, you to just, do it. So just I don't go have to do think it. about it anymore. You know, it's that. the same thing with, you know, and I needed that in, um, from a nutrition aspect and, you know, Sophie and I had had a relationship, um, just from her coming to the gym and, you know, knowing Kenta and seeing her as a weightlifter progress and everything. Um, and then honestly, like I, am really drawn to the work that you've done on social media Mm -hmm. um, because I think that knowing something is good but sharing it with other people is what like really helps you progress and helps everyone else and this is that's what this is about is helping other people so you know going to take the nutrition certification and having that it's like I see a bunch of people that go take the PN1 and it's like cool for what Mm -hmm. so you can go know how to track your protein like you could pay sophie less and she can teach you how to do that right and like the certification isn't helping your life so um but yeah so i was really impressed with um just your ability to speak about nutrition and your confidence um you know and yeah your creativity like i think all that definitely builds confidence with the people that you're working with and you know that's it, it felt like a really good fit um and so I'm super excited to have you. Yeah, I love being able to create and share all that stuff on mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super fun for me. And I didn't think it would be because I told myself, I was like, you're, you're never going to make a TikTok. Don't make reels. Like, you're not that kind of a person. And here I am making TikToks and reels. Yeah, so what, what, uh, what, what content was she creating that, that kind of drew, uh, drew you into that there, Monroe? Because I, obviously I don't, I don't do a whole lot on social oh, media. You should go look on her Instagram. What's your Instagram? Uh, Sophie Bax. Two X's. At Sophie Back. I'm gonna have to remind my wife to do this because I remember I took all my social media apps off my phone. Been delightful, by the way. It's been a really good decision. Anyway, that said, so I mean, what was some of the stuff that she was creating where you're like, wow, that's really cool? I mean, it's this, it's the standard like 
she's just talking about stuff that's normal, like, mm-hmm. hey, prioritize your protein. Here's how you should prioritize your protein. I thought something was really cool was all the fruit stuff you do. Oh, yeah. I do this fruit, like, addition thing that I've been doing. Once a week, I pick out a fruit that is not normal in the average American household and show you how to cut it open and eat it and then like the health benefits of it (laughs) what is your favorite non-traditional fruit my favorite so far has been one called mangosteen and it has a lot of like anti-cancer properties that i learned about it's super cool they're random (laughs) they're weird fruits they're so weird have Um, you reached out to a distributor to try to get a sponsorship yet because i've never heard of that ever i'm waiting i'm waiting for that to go up like 200 percent now uh that's that's fantastic okay so um so you found her on social media a bunch of good stuff there uh when did the conversation ensue about you two working together um so i had talked with kenta um you know and it's been something that i've kind of looked at for a while um, I lost one of the coaches that I was working with in nutrition. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was the right time to find somebody. Um, and it just kind of felt right, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. super excited. And I think that, you know, she'll do great. And yeah, it's also nice to have like a difference of perspective, um, which, you know, as we're sitting here talking, one thing that she said was like, you know, my coach was really, really hard on me and whatever, and that's what helped me be really successful. And, like, maybe I'm too easy on people. Dude, know? I think I, I was, like, too, when I did nutrition stuff. You know, I really like, because I definitely am, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, life happens, it's okay. Like, right. you know, because you don't want to, like, and it's really hard when you're working with people, especially when they are very self-conscious about their weight and everything, and you're, like, you don't want to be, like, no, it's not okay that you ate like that yesterday. But at the same time, like, right, you kind of have to be the bad guy and be like, "What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, how long is it? How long are you just going to keep treading yeah. water for?" I think that's why it's super beneficial. Um, and I didn't have this relationship with my kind of coaches. It was very like nutrition coach and client is to build that relationship because if you don't understand your client and their needs and how they operate as a person, you're not going to be able to communicate effectively to them. And so when you learn about your client, you learn, are they the type that you need to go easy on? Or are they the type that you need to get their ASS in gear, you know, and be like, stop messing around (laughs) kind of thing. But yeah. Um, Sophie, what, what fitness methodology do you follow these days? You said you were a weightlifter. You said you did CrossFit. Which one do you do? Uh, I just weight lift. I will be doing the Verity Fall Fest on Saturday, so I will be a CrossFitter for an hour. <laughs> Are you more nervous for that than you were for this podcast? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what compelled you to do Fall Fest? What made you want to do that? Um, really just becoming a part of Verity and the community. I only really know the lifters that come on Saturdays. Because that's when I usually come. Who are the, li- like the 9 a.m. class or other people? No, the the open gym before. The secret the class. The secret class. The- See, I never get invited to that. <laughs> it's because my relationship with uh, weightlifting is not very good, yeah. right? Um, well, that's awesome. Uh, what what is what does Fall Fest get to be? Who's, run, uh, who's running that? Pumpkin workout. Um, so I'm. Is that Saturday, like this weekend? Yeah. Oh, dang, Saturday. only two days. Yeah. Okay. So we okay. have a, it's a pumpkin workout, so it's a partner workout. You grab a pumpkin, share the pumpkin. That's going to be a good time. And we're going to have a potato sack race afterwards. This is going to be a fun time. Yeah. So she, she picked a great CrossFit workout. To yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Awesome. What are you trying to accomplish right now within weightlifting? 
Um, I'd really like to meet my total for my weight class. Every time I think I'm close, I gain weight, but it's my muscle weight, and which is great. Like, I'm so glad I'm getting stronger, but it keeps going up, and so I have to keep getting my lift stronger. Um, so eventually, I want to even that out, you know. What do you mean by that? Like, the, you were like, I want to... You were like, I want to total my weight class or whatever you said. So if I weigh, I'm in the, right now I'm in the 64 kg uh, category, and there's a certain total that you have to get for, for what your snatch up? and your clean and jerk. For, um, for American Open? Mm -hmm, yeah, oh. for something more national. Okay. I can go and lift at whatever local competition and lift whatever I want. Mm -hmm. But if I want to do something more serious, right. which I do. So, so you want to go to a national meet? I would like to. Mm. Yeah, ambitious. I really, I really <laughs> like that. Uh, going back to the nutrition side, there, guys. If you have somebody, if you're a member, if they're listening to this podcast and like, hey, I'd really love to work with Sophie uh, or with somebody over Verity. How how do we go about doing that? Um, so they can reach out to me, email, DM, whatever, or to Sophie, email, DM, whatever. Um, and then I like to start with just a consult. We mm -hmm. sit down and, you know, make sure that this is the right thing for you to be doing and, you know, that you're ready for, I guess, to make some changes in your life. Yeah. Um, I like to tell people that nutrition is really personal um, and I want to find the right thing for someone. Some people I don't think are ready for nutrition coaching and I think that you know, they need to be mentally prepared to put in the work that it's going to take. And if they're mm -hmm. there for that, then awesome. We can get started right away. Um, but some people, you know, they just need a little bit more, you know, some people need to do it on their own. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes I'll give people a meal plan totally included with the membership um, because I don't really believe that there's any value in a meal plan. I think there's a value in the coaching, right? So if you want to learn how to track your macros, you can download my fitness pal and it'll walk you through it. Like you can go on YouTube and figure all this stuff out on your own, but the hard part is actually going to do it in your real life. Right. Um, so after that conversation, kind of like what Sophie said is like, you'd be able to tell pretty quickly whether somebody, you know, just wants you to say, Hey, eat more protein and focus on getting vegetables. Um, and some people really need that extra, extra help. So, mm -hmm. That's kind of where I would take it. Um, and then after that, you know, we can get started. We'll do an intake. Um, it's a long, like probably 15 to 20 minute questionnaire about your medical history, your background with nutrition, what you struggle with. Um, and that'll give us a really good starting point to decide where to take it from there. Um, and that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like, where do you start with somebody brand new? Is it straight to macros? Is it you know, portion size tracking with your hand. What is it? Um, is it just focusing on getting enough sleep or whatever? So everybody's at a different place. Um, and that kind of initial meeting and that kickoff will kind of set the tone for everything. Um, yeah, after maybe. that, like, you know, meet every couple weeks. I like to meet people every two weeks. Um, some people need more frequent check-ins and that's totally fine. So, um, yeah. That's kind of how we do it. Yeah, Sophie, uh, describe kind of your your member experience or your clientele experience without giving too much, not not giving everything away, but just kind of what, how you'd walk them through, take them in, get them started. 
Um, so I've had um, a couple people that um, one I did not suggest macros in the beginning, which was good um, because that was something that would have definitely been hard for them. Um, so I was just was able to find ways for them, whether it's you know not taking out all these foods, but changing their mindset and saying, hey, like let's add something positive into your meal today. You know, add a veggie or, you know, add a piece of fruit, something that you wouldn't normally eat. And then you can slowly change to taking out things that maybe they shouldn't be eating. Um, and then some people that I've had, they, they do great. They're ready to do their macros and they maybe they've already had experience with that. And so they're ready to take that on. Yeah. How do you make the determination between doing macros with somebody or just uh, or, or doing another method with somebody else? Um, I would say it's for me, it's seeing what they're ready, willing and able to do. If they are not ready to stick with macro counting, then I would not suggest it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like what yeah, what Monroe said about they need to be ready to put in the work. And it's okay if they're not, because that's always an option, you know, and that can always change. It can change in a couple weeks, a couple months for somebody. So it's not like it's completely off the table. Yeah. I also think that like, we say that nutrition is the foundation of health and fitness and it is, but I think that like when we say nutrition, like nutrition kind of encompasses lifestyle. Yeah. And that I think for most people is like the, the tough pill that they don't want to swallow is that the lifestyle change is more important than how many grams of protein you get on a day or whatever you know and i don't know but i think that a lot of people could just get two hours more sleep every night and probably drink twice as much water and they lose weight Mm -hmm. like that yeah. Um, or simply eating the food that you actually have at home right now, yeah. not eating out. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's one. eating out healthy, you know, it's, you know, makes yeah. a difference. Yeah. No, and we're, we're guilty of that too, where it's like, we'll prep a bunch of food, we'll have a bunch of healthy food at the house, and then it's like, uh, I don't want to cook uh, anything. Yeah. I want Chinese. <laughs> so tiring. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially with kids, it's, it's tough. So, um, what do you think about like intermittent fasting um other like ways of controlling calories or calorie intake that is not so rooted in hey let's talk about the quality of the food you're eating let's talk about the the quantity Mm -hmm. of the food you're eating so i'd like to say that i don't side with any form specifically of the way you should eat um i think everybody's a little bit different um but i would say that you do need to be focusing more on the quality because if you're let's say intermittent fasting or doing keto and the only things you're having are fast food or the fats that you're having when you're doing keto are not good fats more saturated fats things like that then you lose weight for a while, but then it's not going to last in the long run and it's not going to be sustainable. Um, so I would definitely be looking at the quality that you're putting in. And then is that something that you can maintain as a lifestyle that for a long period of time and not just 30 days or, you know, two months. Right. And that's like, I mean, that's been my issue with counting macros is like, it's not sustainable for me. And I find that it's not sustainable for a lot of people, which like, 
when you said, hey, all I do is track protein, I was like, that's a really cool idea. Like, I never, I don't think I've ever heard anybody that just yeah. does that, where it's like, hey, I'm going to track macros, but I'm only going to track one macro. And the rest of it is kind of intuitive. Um, so I think that's really cool. How, how do you determine when someone is ready for intuitive eating? And how do you, because I've had people where it's like, as soon as they're like addicted to the macro tracking, mm-hmm. and then as soon as you take that away and you're like, hey, let's, or the scale, same thing. Yeah. You're like, hey, let's try and not weigh ourselves every day. And then they just totally get distracted and lose. So I would say usually, um, and this is based off of what I've learned working with kids, hunger cues have been messed up for most people ever since we were little. And that can come with force feeding or, you know, not caring about how much the child is eating, a lot of different factors. So when... I'm sorry, I forgot what your question was. No, no, no. I, I have other questions good, about good childhood qu- nutrition. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Sophie, I liked what you were saying about that, too. And, like, yeah. different foods have different, like, reflections mm-hmm. on, like, hormones and everything like that as well. Like, we think of, like, ghrelin and your ability to be satiated yeah. and everything. Yes. But you think yeah. about, like, ice cream. Like, your body doesn't process that. Like, you're full. But if you think about that with a chicken breast, you're not going to eat the chicken breast, but you would do that with the ice cream. Right, yeah. So, a lot of times, it's really, it's taking the time to slow down when you're eating, taking the time to put your utensils down, not be watching TV, using your phone while you're eating, because all these external stimulation can prevent you from realizing and listening to what your body needs. And if you're just scarfing things down when you're running to work, you know, your body doesn't have time to process everything and you're shoving things down when it's like, wait, hold up, I'm not as hungry as you thought I was or, you know. Yeah, and then going back to Monroe's question, which was, uh, how do you know when somebody's ready to go from macros using the scale to just intuitive eating or being like, hey, this is this is what I'm going to do here, but I don't need all these tools to be able to do this stuff? Yeah, I would say that they need their... Actually, I have a post on it, and I can send it to Monroe to post on yeah. Daily's page. Um, and it goes about listening to your hunger and fullness cues. And I think developing and following those steps will allow you to develop that self-awareness for hunger cues. And then, you know, when you're ready to do macros, I think you need to do the same thing. If you are not bulking so that you're not going to be force feeding yourself and you're counting macros, then you can know that, oh, maybe this is too much food for me because I feel overly full and I shouldn't be. Um, But if you're cutting, then you're going to be feeling hungry. And that's okay. And you need to be journaling that and writing it down if it's something that you're not sure of and then look back on that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think when people need to be okay with being hungry, yeah. you're like, man, I'm starving all the time. It's like, well, yeah, you're trying to lose weight, right? Like, <laughs> I think that's a big thing, right? And there's obviously, there's a difference between starving yourself and like being hungry, right? We're not, right. we're certainly not talking about the former, but uh, I mean, your your fat storage within your body, like you can go a pretty long time, right? Without without eating, like you're going to be fine if you don't do that, right? We talk about the frequency of eating meals and everything. That's probably a whole we could do a whole different uh, you know topic on that, but like you you will be fine with that stuff, right? You're you're going to be okay. So you said kids working with kids, yeah. and you talked about kids' nutrition, and this is like we can kind of finish up here, but my. One thing I struggle with is feeding my children. And I know this sounds really bad, but like I, you know, coach nutrition, talk Mm -hmm. about nutrition, like I understand it. And then like 
feeding my kids is like impossible because they just they don't eat what they should and then it's mm-hmm. like Harper's stomach is upset and I'm like well if you didn't only eat goldfish right. your stomach probably wouldn't hurt so much but it's like I don't know I don't know if you have an impact on kids at mm-hmm. uh, your job as far as their nutrition or like uh, I have two very stubborn kids Harper like we walk through the grocery store and we pass the meat aisle and she goes ew yuck it's stinky <laughs> it's yucky and I'm like no that's steak that's good stuff like i don't know so i don't i don't i'm not certified in any kind of childhood nutrition but it's something that i actually am looking at because i have such a passion for kids and nutrition is something that i want to integrate with that um but children their palate is not developed like Mm -hmm. ours is and so a lot of the foods that were like wow this tastes so good why won't they just eat it it's not something that they're ready for and I don't think masking food is good. Masking vegetables, you know, just mm-hmm. throwing it in so they don't taste it because then they don't develop the taste for that in the future. Um, it's a very sticky, tricky little situation. And every kid is different, you know. Um, I've seen kids that eat raw carrots and, you know, plain unsalted, unflavored chicken. And then some that it has to be doused in, like, sauce. In, or yeah. in ketchup, yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. but it's a very, yeah, super interesting. Well, I'll topic. have you, uh, when you get your certification, I'll have <laughs> you coach my kids. There you go. Uh, Sophie, where, where can we find you on social media platforms? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Sophie backs two X's and I will be having some posts for Verity soon that Bailey will be posting. So you can be looking out for those. Awesome, and then I'll yeah. get all your stuff, and we'll we'll link it in the podcast as well, guys. Okay. So you can just go on there. You guys can follow her as well. Uh, let's go into closing thoughts here, man. Monroe, why don't you kick us off? Closing thoughts. Um, I would say don't overcomplicate nutrition. I think that um, you know, eat meats and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar is mm-hmm. kind of a super simple format to start. Um, you know, kind of the same thing Sophie was saying. Focus on protein, get your vegetables in, and then manipulate the carbs and fats, mostly intuitively based on kind of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, super excited to have you with us. If you need help um, with your nutrition, reach out to me, reach out to Sophie. We'll get you yep. connected and we'll get you going. What's cool. your closing thoughts? Uh, my closing thoughts are I've been reading reading a really good book. I'm reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Have you read that before? Uh yes, it's my I've listened to it. It's it's probably my favorite book I've yeah my favorite book I've probably ever listened to. Anyway, one of the things I took away from that was basically just being willing to go ask professionals who are really good at like the other stuff that you're doing, right? Like for me, I'm a professional in uh, in recruiting, um, and that's about it as of right now. I love to think I'm a professional in other things. I'm I'm really not though, right? But that's true of a, I think a lot of people particularly in America, is they think, you know, you kind of know everything. You go and read an article and you're an expert in something, right? And you're just not. So, you know, have some humility there and and go talk to somebody, Sophie, who uh, who's an expert in this stuff, who can really help you kind of go to where your goal is going to be, right? And that is, that's a good thing, but it takes a kind of a slice of humble pie and yep, you yep. got to go ask a question, but uh, that's my closing thoughts there. Sophie, oh, yeah. what you got? Um, I'm excited to see you guys for Fall Fest. You can watch me work out. <laughs> um, if you see me, come say hi. I want to meet you. Yeah. Awesome.
perfect. And again, if we get to a thousand downloads here, guys, Monroe's going to grow his hair back out. Uh, if you guys are listening on YouTube, if you guys could like the video, that'd be great. If you guys haven't been over on Apple Podcasts, giving us a five-star review, there would be greatly appreciated. You're listening to the Verity Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.